Hey, 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 America, how are you? Jesse Cooper, jessecooper.com, coming to you with a message, a heartfelt message, actually. Um, it's to America. It is regarding George. All right, let's just call this message George. Not dear George, not for George, but George. And the reason why is I got a call from my brother um, out of the blue. He said, hey, yeah, you know, I'm telling him about his, what's going on out in the streets. He's telling me, hey, what's going on out in the streets? People protesting, people who are being thugs, people who are being crazy fools, people who are being super passionate about what's going on. Hey, George. Wait a minute. All of a sudden, he says, yeah, Jesse, you know, George, the one that <laughs> used to <laughs> used to go like to the park and McGregor and he went to Yates and like, you know, and I was like, uh, wait a minute. Huh? Now, before we get into an all black people look alike conversation, I want you all to know that. He looked familiar to me, so I just figured, well, you know, he got that look, you know, he looks the same. So I'm looking at this dude's picture, but I swear to you, I was like, hmm, I think I've seen this dude before. I think I know of this dude, right? But it was a faint kind of deal, and you just figure, hmm, no, you, you don't, okay? He just looks familiar. He has a familiar face. So George, turns out, is... Like was in Houston, Texas. George, like Jack Yates and so on, was doing some things and uh, having a service and some things for him. And just so you know, I was, you know, we were zoned to that and we know everyone from there. My family members and so on went to the school. Um, George, and I'm listening to him talk and offer the description and you know, I grew up in the park playing tennis. We all went over to the basketball court. We all hung out, you know, people in the neighborhood. Uh, it is what it is. George, so what's my point? Then I have, you know, I was just explaining to him and I said, man, you know, what is wrong with these people running around in these streets, tearing up stuff in the streets, just going ape how is that about George now I'm still kind of shocked at this point and it not really it's not sinking in as much because I just kind of figured it out like okay yeah I know him but now I'm having a conversation with him and we're talking about it and then we get to thinking because I'm from the neighborhood I'm from the city we're from the same place even if we were, you can be in Minneapolis, you can be anywhere, in, to be honest with you, on the planet. But just so happened, George, and we think Houston, Texas. Wow. Now, all of a sudden, things begin to click and you say, as much as I've traveled around the world, as much as I've traveled in different states, uh, driven around here and there, everywhere you can think of. I like, I love driving, right? With tennis players, young, black, white, of all races, it has nothing to do with it. 
You think we were all ambitious. We all had our dreams. We all had plans. Okay. We used to grow up on the street and uh, we talk about things we wanted to do. Right. And um, even today they give uh, us our props. You know, we were called the twins. Right. And had our nicknames and so on. But um, George, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm saying, wow, this guy could have been me. I could be George. My brother could be George. George is George, frankly. And I see so many people marching and I. I know they didn't, you know, know him, but they're out there and they're raged and angry and mean. Just I would use the word hurt, but I don't think everybody's hurt. I think some this is just a snowball kind of thing for a lot of people and they're just angry. Okay, but now I'm going to get to something about George. Since I could be George since. Any black person listening to this, well, you could be George. So consider yourself George for a second. If somebody murdered you by snapping your neck, putting their knee down on it, torturing you, eventually you die. If somebody murdered you, What would you like to come out of that? The other than the immediate, hey, let's get the bad guys, right? The bad guys, they got us. You know, they got me. I want y'all to get them back. But beyond getting the bad guy, I don't see it as racism. I got to be honest. I don't see it as racism. I don't see it as as uh, even hatred. Because I think some of those guys, just looking at the picture in the video of the man standing there, almost like he's over a, a dead deer. Okay, just, you know how people pose with pictures of animals they've killed. All right. And they just hover over them like conquered. I conquered you. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying, what the hell? The other people are sitting around and they're not doing anything. So after we get these two, three, four people, what then? What then? What are you protesting for? I mean, (laughs) so now let me move this conversation forward beyond the conversation with my brother. So I'm at a coffee house and there's an interesting white guy at the coffee house who He's at the coffee house, you know, he's a friend of mine, by the way, young man. And I, I like listening to him because, you know, he sometimes brings a perspective that makes my eyebrow kind of go, oh, what? Right. But it's fair. Right. And it's his perspective. So I try to, like, understand that and try to relate to that by way of let me offer a little ear for understanding and then maybe I can offer a little bit of wisdom okay but then I thought because I work with so many people 
uh, whether it's business people, whether it's just tennis players, young tennis players, whatever. I said, what's the message to them? What's the advice to them? What's the here's how we move forward message? It's not in a protest. It's not in a protest. Protest, we've been protesting for years. Protest, come on. Really? Protest. What are we protesting? Who's listening? I'm not talking about if the media cameras are there, all that kind of stuff. Who are we talking to? Who's the conversation with? What's the real problem? Let's look at the core. You know, and I'm let me let me say this because this is where I'm going with it. So I'm just going to set it up real fast for you. If you're hurting and you need healing, go to the church. If you're pissed off and you're mad as hell and you want something to change because you do not want to see this happen again, then you're going to have to change this acronym. The acronym that empowers them. It is L P P P. That means laws, policies, procedures, protocol. Why is it that in the past 15, 20 years, okay, and I'm going to say 15, 20 years because the people I voted for, all right, I voted for Bush, I voted for Obama. We'll put that out there. Voted for Bush. I voted for Obama. Bush the first time. Obama the first time. Okay. Neither one of those people changed anything. Now we could say Bush got distracted by the crazy war. He got in office. He got distracted. But he had a second term. He never changed LPPP. Okay. Obama gets in, nothing changes. Oh, wait, we got a black president. Things are going to change. Now, it's really not a racial thing. I don't think that it's racist to be evil. You're just evil. I don't think the devil has a race. You're just evil. Putting your knee down on somebody's neck and you're over him and he's in handcuffs and it's your job, you're evil. We get distracted by race too easily in this country. America, you're distracted by the race thing. Then you have a bunch of white people saying, oh, you know, it's you don't believe in systemic racism? Come on, there are all these things here. Well, just because you're new to the fight, new to the party, and you know you want to seem like you're down for the cause, you're not helping by fueling the flame. You're not helping by fueling the flame. Let me go back to that acronym again. L-P-P-P. Why hasn't that changed? So I got to thinking and I say, George, you mean to tell me we spent millions of dollars. The government spent millions of dollars politicians millions of dollars oons of time countless amounts of resources manpower media space and media time 
on trying to impeach the president, Donald Trump. But you couldn't spend all of that time changing LPPP, the laws, the procedures, policies, protocols. Simple. Now, someone told me, well, you can change all the laws, but you can't change their heart. That's right. Let the pastor do that. Let the psychologist or the therapist do that. Your protest is not going to get it done. You protesting. If your parent protests a bad child, it doesn't change the child's heart by them running around tearing up the house. When a child tears up the house, it doesn't change the parent's mind other than saying, oh, we really need to get this crazy bleep bleep some help. Let's be honest. So protesting, rioting and doing things like that don't help. Now, for example, if you wanted to say, hey, we don't believe that you're listening to us. You're turning us off. You're shutting us down. We're going to protest. Now you can protest to penetrate whatever you need to. But let's be honest. I'm going back to this, what I said in the beginning for George. Shouldn't we hold every politician accountable? No, 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 no. Hold up. Before you think you know where I'm going, I'm not going there. This is not about, oh, man, we need a vote in the upcoming election. All of that stupid talk. That's stupid talk. You voting in the upcoming election, you've been voting for 20 years. I let me say it again. 20 years. I'm giving this 20 years. We're not even going to go beyond that. 20 years. I'm not going to go beyond 20 years. 20 years. Think of who was the president. Now, think of who was your mayor. Think of who was your city council member. How many we've had. Senators. Congresspersons state reps, every last one of them. L-P-P-P. I always hear these excuses given about the police officers like, well, you know, we, we, we can't like do this with them because, you know, like they need to be able. It's just an excuse. If you guys want to change something, stop excusing the politicians, when they give you all these little lies about why it's okay to kill George, why it's okay to kill George. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to say it this way. Anything in the policies talk about and the procedures and the law, any practicing, any training that they do, when you see a fellow officer in a heightened moment going crazy and he's beating somebody, do they practice like spear diving the guy off so that when the white dude is on the black dude's neck, he's just automatically trained with his instincts to just run and just spear him off. Get off him. That's not the way we do it. Do they actually train that way? No, I'm sure they don't. They don't. They don't. Are they trained to automatically turn on one another? Nope. They don't. So, America, what do you want as your outcome? I know what I want personally for my outcome. So that I won't be George. I know I know what I want as the outcome after 
knowing George and you say, well, what can I do about it now? He's already dead, so we can't stand up for him. We failed to stand up for him months ago, days ago, weeks ago, years ago. We failed George way back then. We failed George. We failed George. That's why it's easier to think that the much we can do is to hold the camera up. The much we can do is to say, hey, stop. Hey, hey, don't do that. We failed George. We failed George. Yeah, I'm saying it that way. We failed George. Someone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go protest. And I'm thinking, how's that going to change things? So that next time won't be a next time. Next time, now I'm not, no, let me be clear. I'm not talking about that there won't be another evil minded SOB who decides to do something wrong. What I'm saying is there's a 50 50 chance that if your partner is sorry, maybe there's some good in you, and that those procedures, laws, and policies will impact you in a way where you actually follow them that way. And somebody's going to say, well, just so you know, right now, currently, the way it is, like, we're not trained to hate people and snap their necks. That's a lie. They're given, there's too much ambiguity. There's too much uh, wiggle room. There's too much empowerment, uh, empowering of the officers to be able to do things the way they feel they need to. If they feel that they are threatened. Well, if you feel you're threatened, turn around and run. Anybody ever say that to the officer? You park your car, you stop the car, you have to get all your information out. They come to your door. You're walking up to my door. If you're afraid, run and go the other way. Well, don't put me in handcuffs for my safety. You put you in some handcuffs for my safety. Or how about if you feel uncomfortable, don't come around. It's that simple. Don't come around. If you can't do your job right, don't do it, right? That's fair to say. But here's the deal. The laws have to change. Policies have to change. Protocol has to change. And we should have a buy-in, not say the word change. Because what's missing here is the idea of an exact outcome, a solution that we all agree to. Not rhetoric, not hype. So what I want you all to do is visit every politician within a 20, 30 mile radius of you. Start with that. That's where you take your protest. That's who you have a conversation with. That's who you give a direct, very clear call to action. I'm not talking about letter writings and signing a bunch of post boards and standing out in front of the White House and blaming Trump. It's a waste of time. Big waste of time. Because Trump is not your problem. That's like saying, oh man, you know, let's focus on Trump. He's he is the reason why it's so much divisiveness and this all these little stupid terms and oh he like he flames and inflames the people. Uh those people 
are crazy, mad. Those thugs are thugs without, without a cause. And they would do the same thing. And to be honest, some of them are used as tools in this situation to kind of really, you know, burn the city down and bring this whole thing to a place where it gets the attention. It is, hate to say it this way, that it needs, right? Wouldn't be talking about it as much the way we're talking about it if we didn't have, hate to say it this way, I'm not excusing it, but if we didn't have those thugs, all right? Now, let me put a plug in that for a second. I'm going to return back uh, to the message of George, but let me say this to all my white friends and other people of other race, just so you understand, and especially black people, don't be offended when the president says something like, thug and you say it would be like if I walk in the mall and you're in the mall and I say hey asshole and then you turn around like that's your name hey n-word and you turn around like that's your name why do you assume that the word thug is like synonymous with you now to create a narrative this is how bad people are to create a narrative, a petty narrative of, well, let me tell you like what they mean and how they work and how they do it. This is what they come up with. No, that's what you're coming up with. When they said the word thug, I didn't think of my relatives who were out there protesting. I didn't think of my friends who were out there protesting. I didn't think of anyone other than, oh yeah, a thug, like the, you know, the word I say all the time. And there are different tones of the word thugs too, okay? Like virgins, so like, thug life can kind of be cool sometimes and then you know like oh that's a thug like a rogue fool you understand that as well but it's not always associated with black people because it's not it's not we don't have to justify it but I be bleep bleep etc etc expletive expletive if I'm gonna let you say that word and any of my black friends to make me feel like I'm supposed to take ownership of the word and now I should be offended that a white man said it. No. Nope. I don't agree with that. That's a mischaracterization. It is It is wrong for us to think that way. So, back to my point. L-P-P-P for George. For George. We need to get that changed. Let's take it one step at a time. Let's finally get the laws, protocols, policies, and procedures to change. Let's finally actually get that done. We had a black president and a vice president who, whatever, who just told us that, you know, he knows that all the black people are only black if they vote for him. But, I mean, come on. If you want to say there's some type of underlying racism in there of control, of privilege, look at that. Listen to that crap. But the reality is he was there for eight years and didn't get it done. Trump is in right now. And the sad part that hurts me is that George could have had a voice if black leadership, who was, you know, honored enough and esteemed enough to get the phone call or the invite by Donald Trump to go to the White House, why didn't you go there and visit Donald Trump and talk to him about LPPP? 
Why not sit there and talk with him about that and say, hey, man, thanks for having me. Now, let's change this law so George won't die. Yeah, let's change these laws so that we can start training these people, which would have been a few years later. They would have already been trained better. They would have already it would have already been ingrained with different laws, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, we cannot you cannot uh, uh, ratify hate through some form of, of, of legislation. You cannot change racism through some form of, of, of legislation. You cannot change it through policy. Racism is racism. Wrong is wrong. We all get that. But what we can do is we can change the laws, protocols, procedures, and policies. If you want to deal with therapy, again, go to church. Take it to the Lord. All my Christian people out there, hey, Jesus got his butt whooped too. But he wanted the message of something for, for a, with an intended purpose to change for there to be something to be transformed and to understand his name through a f- version of acceptance that came about through his voluntarily uh, uh, acceptance that he's about to get beat, slain, whooped, hung, pin up, etc., etc. That was him. Knew it was coming and he accepted it. He accepted it. Here, let me let me fast forward because I think I can bring it where practical people can hear it. Okay. Martin Luther King. He met with the worst leaders on the planet. The wor- you, Trump is nothing. You want to see the horrible people? It was back then. Horrible people. Hor- and don't even try to draw a comparison. Horrible people. But this man still kept an open mic with those people. Never closed the mic. He said, hey, you know what? Let's go talk. Because without communication, we can't construct the next steps on our pathway. So you have to keep the mic open. And it's not about Trump when we're talking about LPPP. So let's get it. Let's get it away from Trump. Let's take it to Sheila Jackson Lee. How long have you been in office? Where's the change? Where's the proposal? Let's take it to Nancy. Let's take it to Biden. Let's take it to Bernie. Anyone that you would support, anybody who you voted for. I'm going to say these words with Bush and Obama because I voted for them. Because I voted for you. I'm kind of ashamed that I voted for you and you did not do anything. You failed us. I'm ashamed of the Congress people I voted for and you failed us. I'm ashamed of the state reps. I'm ashamed of the council members. I'm ashamed that they have not made this front center. All politics are local. All politics are local. I'm ashamed. So I'm speaking to America Take your battle, take your voice, take your energy to those who will change the outcome of the laws, protocols, procedures, and policies that need to change now. This is not a delay. This is not something we need to do next year. This is if you're not in office, then they need to come be called back to office. If they're afraid of coronavirus, then they better zoom it in or you know what? We don't care. Just go there and put a mask on and show up to work and work. 
Change it. From the top down. Change it. And yeah, Trump, you need to get in there too and be sitting in the same room and get it done. It's time to change it from what it is to what we would like it to be. But we cannot just yell the word change. We have to give clear, a clear and expected outcome that we want. The politician is not smarter than you. They don't need to tell you. They need to shut up and listen to you. They need to have a notepad. They should be at work tomorrow working on this, getting this done. That's what should be happening. Shame on them for investing so much time to go after one, as they call him, the orange president dude. Shame on the politicians that did that. George is dead now because of you. Shame on all the black leadership and other people who tried shaming black black leaders who went and visited with Trump. Maybe if you would have gone, you could have asked him to do one thing. See, that's the idea of black uh, privilege right there. You're so privileged, you think because you don't need him, you can afford not to take the call, not to go to the meeting. Meanwhile, George dies. Meanwhile, nothing gets better and George dies. Meanwhile, nothing changes and George dies. The next black person dies by a police officer. It's not about race, so I'm not going to tell you a white police officer. I refuse to say it. That's not the point. I want to see the laws changed. That's the least we can do. Obviously, those guys should get their their due. Okay, they should get their due. Those four cops, they should get their due. All right. I think it's four of them, whatever. Three people standing around, one person with the neck on it. They should get their due. That's a no brainer. I don't think we need a march for that. Okay, I don't I'm not even going to that. I think that was just sick. And I don't know if it's the the sadness was seeing it and looking at it through the screen for me and not being able to reach in and get out there and knock them out and do anything about it. That was the sad sad part. So then the next part of me that's just sad is looking at the other guys who were standing around, the fact that they didn't do anything. Sometimes crazy people, when they're in their episode of stupidity, and we've all been there with just doing dumb cycles, stupid stuff. You might say for some people, it's saying things crazy. For other people, it's doing things crazy. You don't really see yourself. You're like possessed almost. You're just crazy. But damn, the other cops standing around couldn't see you and just stop you and say, hey, you know, you don't turn to crazy cuckoo poltergeist, man. Hold up, bro. You can't do this. But that didn't happen. But one thing can happen is this is to the Sheila Jacksons of the world. This is to (laughs) this is to the Bidens of the world. This is to the Trumps of the world. This is to every politician the last 20 years. You failed us. You failed America. You failed your city. You failed your state. You failed your county. You failed us. And the only way it gets better is if you do what you should have done, even what those before you should have done. This is not about party politics. 
This is not about blue versus red. It is not about the police versus the people. It's about the police work for the people. And they are not doing their job because you, politicians, lawmakers, policymakers, the guy who typed out the damn protocols, you all have empowered these people to think that's okay. Everyone who trains the officer, you all have empowered them to think that is okay. And it is time to reposition, re-language, rewrite all of it. It is wrong. People are dying because of it. They didn't just start dying. They did not just start dying. It's not racism. If it is, we didn't just start being in a racist society. Hello. Let's not bring that up. Sometimes I think that muddies the conversation when we just make it about race. And then what happens is, you know, blacks kind of being a little bit of the minority to, to an extent of this. All the white people and all the other people, if all the Asians, all the everybody got together, American citizens, other than black people got together. They think coming together to support or to help black people is about saying, oh, yeah, we feel your pain. I'm not in pain right now. I'm in a productive mode. I'd like for you to grab a pen and a pad and sit your ass down and write and come up with something so that we can move this conversation forward with the politicians the lawmakers, the policymakers. I'm a big boy. I can deal with my pain. I don't need you to pat me on the back. I don't need you to say, yeah, man, I understand. I don't need you to try to relate to me like I'm your bro or whatever. I don't need you to do that. That's not helping. That's not productive. What would be productive is for you to look and be so appalled that this happened and not make it about black or make it about white, but make it about what's important now. And what's important now, I'm going to give you an acronym for that, WIN. It's about winning. W-I-N. How do we win moving forward? We win by coming together and everyone agreeing that those laws must change, those policies must change right now. And we are not going to wait for an election to be conned by someone to keep him in office or to get someone new in office. No, we're not falling for that banana in the tailpipe. Not happening. That's stupid talk. This is about what's important now. Not tomorrow, not next election, all of that stupid talk. Blacks, you are fighters. Black Americans, you are fighters. Not gullible ding-dongs that just settle for everything. What's important now? To all of my Asian brothers, the, the, my, my Latin brothers, what's important now? This is not about the wall and Trump's racist comments. What's important now? That is to change those things. The one thing we can do, 
where they are empowered and they have been trained and placed on a platform that launches them out every time there's a new recruit every time there's a new training in police academies they are they you guys are just relaunching and relaunching and relaunching new and new and new and new police officers under the same pile of stupidity some of the stuff is great and and let me just be honest because i know there are some officers out there who are great and just fyi i know a whole lot of police officers on on every level and every spectrum okay so this is not about not liking the police i don't ever want anybody here that way your job your responsibility and your job is as an officer that's what that is it's your job so this is about reworking how you do your job and it's just your job and if you feel afraid or you don't want to do it then don't do it. Leave. Take off the uniform. Take off the badge. Go get another job. Go work at Dunkin' Donut or something like that. Okay? Go work at Shipley's Donuts. Go work at Krispy Kreme. Leave. All right? But <laughs> but you don't get... Right now, I, I'm, I hate to say it this way, I'm not even interested in what you have to say about it. Don't need your empathy. Don't need your voice. Don't need your union. We don't even want to hear from you. We just want it rewritten. And and if the politicians come back and say that, hey, the unions say this and the other people say this and the other people say that, take that to the people. Let them come talk to us and we'll tell them what we want or we'll tell them to go get another job. Let's just fire them. They will not all stick together and say, oh, no, we really want to keep things the way they are so we can keep having our evil fellow officers snap people's necks and stand on them and parade them and beat them and allegedly say that it's not excessive force because I had to, I felt afraid and all this other kind of crap. No. So, George. This message is titled George. For George. For George. I'm asking you all to focus on what's important now. For George, I'm asking you to do your grieving, but while you do your grieving, we still have work to do. For George, while you're doing your hurting and your pain, I'm asking you what's important now. For George, I'm asking every politician to now face people and ask what's important now, how can we get this done? For George, this message is titled George, and it's for George. You are George. I am George. Everyone listening to this is George. <laughs>